Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Facing a surprise tax bill? Be sure to still file by May 17th. It's easy for most people to set up an online payment agreement with the IRS. So May 17th is the deadline that is coming up for the filing requirements. This has been an unusual year in 2020. You might be in a situation where you owe taxes this year. Many people, because of the unusualness of the year, might be in the situation where they can't pay for the first time ever. And you might be questioning, what should I do in that case? So you still want to file. You still want to be in good standing with the IRS. In other words, you might have a voice in the back of your mind saying, hey, look, I can't pay the taxes. I know I can't pay the taxes. Why don't I just not file and then I'll file later when I can pay the taxes? Don't listen to that voice. It's wrong because if you do that, then you're going to probably be owing more interest and penalties. You're better off paying the taxes or filing the tax return than paying as much as possible and setting up an installment agreement if you can. And you should be able to. It should be a fairly easy process. You also, the next thing the voice in your head might say is that if I owe money, why don't I just file an extension and then I've got until October 15th to file and pay the taxes. There's part of that is true, part of that is wrong. You have until October 15th to file the taxes with the extension, avoiding hopefully some uh, penalties and interest related to the filing requirement, but the IRS still wants to be paid by the due date of the May 17th. So you're not gonna avoid the payment uh, process if you were to go on extension if you owed money at the filing date of the May 17th. So you'd still want to then, even if going on extension, make as, a payment as much as you can to avoid penalties and interest and possibly set up an installment agreement. The next question is, well, how do I know how much I pay if I'm going on extension because I have to file the tax return before I know how much I'm going to pay and I don't know how and I'm, I can't do it because I don't have the information. That's why I'm going on extension then you typically have to estimate it because the IRS still wants their money by, by the May 17th. So, the, so let's go into this in a little bit more detail. IR 2021-110, May 14, 2021, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service today reminded taxpayers who owe 2020 taxes that there are different ways to pay through irs.gov, including payment options for many people who can't pay in full. File by May 17th. The most important thing everyone with a tax bill should do is file a return by May 17th due date, even if they can't pay in full or request a six-month extension to avoid higher penalties for failing to file on time. Though automatic tax filing extensions are available to anyone who wants one, uh, these extensions don't change the payment deadline. It is not an extension to pay. Visit irs.gov forward slash extensions for details. So you can go on extension, but it's not extending the time period to pay. If you owe money, then you, then you want to pay as much as possible to avoid the penalties and interest and then possibly go on an installment agreement or some type of payment plan to be in good standing with the IRS, lowering the amount of penalties and interest. So usually anyone who owes tax and waits until after that due date to file will be charged a late filing penalty of 5% per month. Uh, so if a tax return is done, filing it by May 17th is always less costly, even if the full amount due can't be paid on time. Free file is an easy, quick way to file that is available to anyone who makes $72,000 or less and is available on irs.gov. So if you make under $72,000 and you need to file the tax return or possibly go on extension, you might have a free option for filing software. You can go on irs.gov, look for free file options, taking you to third-party software such as an Intuit, 
or other types of software where you might have that free option to get uh, the requirement done. Uh, pay what you can. Interest plus the much smaller late payment penalty will apply to any payments made after May 17th. Making a payment, even a partial payment, will help limit penalty and interest charges. The fastest and easiest way to pay a personal tax bill is with direct pay. There's a link to direct pay here, available only on irs.gov. For a rundown of other payment options, visit irs.gov forward slash payments. There's a link to that here. The IRS urges taxpayers to first consider other options for payment, including getting a loan to pay the amount due. In many cases, loan costs may be lower than the combination of interest and penalties the IRS must charge under federal law. So if you can't pay the tax, then you owe money, you can't, you can't pay the tax, then you could set up a payment agreement. What you don't want to do is ignore it. What you want to do is file the tax return, meet the obligations that you can, and then if you can't pay the tax, then set up a payment agreement, or you could get a loan in order to pay off the taxes. Just remember that if you were to get a loan in order to pay off the taxes you owe, you want you, the question then is about which would be more costly, the loan or having a payment agreement with the IRS. So if you can get good terms on the loan, then you're probably paying less interest maybe to the bank than you would be paying to the IRS. If on the other were, on the other hand, you are financing the payment to the IRS with a very costly credit card uh, account or something like that, where you're paying a high amount of interest on it, then you might be better off uh, setting up a payment plan with the IRS. Either way, you know, don't ignore it. If you if you could set up the payment plan, then then the you know the cost of interest and penalties and whatnot if you are in compliance and you set up a plan are fairly reasonable, right? You might be able to get a loan that can be better than that if you have good standing to do so. But if not, then setting up a payment plan and paying the, the smaller amount while being in compliance with the IRS is, is certainly more reasonable to do than, than just avoiding it altogether. And it should be easy to do as well. You can do it basically on the IRS website. You don't have to talk to anyone about it generally uh, and get it done. So normally the late payment penalty is one half of 1% or 0.5% per month. The interest rate adjusted quarterly is currently 3% per year compounded daily. If a loan isn't possible, the IRS can often help. Online payment plans. Most individual taxpayers qualify to set up an online payment agreement with the IRS and it only takes a few minutes to apply. So again, if you owe taxes, you want to do the tax return and or go on extension, determine how much you owe, pay as much as you can to lower the amount of interest, and then go on an installment agreement typically or some type of payment plan with the IRS in order to make sure you're still in good standing with them. So applicants are notified immediately if their request is approved. No need to call or write to the IRS. So you don't have to contact anyone to set up the agreement with the IRS. It's a, it's a standard template type process that you can go through fairly quickly. So the IRS notes the online payment plans are processed more quickly than requests submitted electronic, fi electronic file tax returns. So you might be able to do it with the actual software and, and file it electronically with the tax return. They're actually saying that if you go to the website, it looks like that may actually be a faster way to do it. So you might file the tax return and then go to the website and set up the installment agreement might be one way to do it, or you could possibly do it through the tax software. There are two main types of online payment plans. They are, we have the short-term payment plan, the, pay the payment period is 120 days or less, and the total amount owed is less than 100,000 in combined tax penalties and interest. 
So it's a 180 days plan. So that's a pretty, you know, fairly short term type of plan should be fairly easy to set up. But if you owe a, a substantial amount of money or you need to make the payments to be uh, to be smaller, obviously, the larger the payments are that you're paying to the IRS, then you're going to avoid possibly penalties and interest that would accrue if you pay off in a longer period. But if you can't pay the amount, then then you're going to have to lower the amount of the a monthly or the payment, whatever periodic payments that you are going to be making, which means you might need to go to the, the second option for the payment plan in that case. So a 180 day payment plan is also possible, but it's only available by calling uh, or writing the IRS. Either way, there's no fee for setting up one up, though interest and the late payment penalties continue to apply. So there's no fee for that payment plan. Then you have a bit more longer term payment plan. So you might be saying, hey, look, I need I need my payments to be lower <laughs> than that. So maybe you could go to the long term, longer term payment plan. The payment period is longer than the short term payment plan. Payments are made monthly for this plan. So it's more kind of standard, you know, kind of payment plan. And the amount owed must be less than 50,000 in combined tax penalties and interest. If the IRS approves a long term payment plan, uh, also known as an installment agreement. So if you hear installment agreement, that's going to be this type of plan. A setup fee normally applies or the link to that setup fee, however, but low income taxpayers may qualify to have the fee waived or reimbursed. So if you've never had a payment plan set up and your income is possibly below a certain threshold, then you might be able to waive the setup fee here. In addition, for anyone who filed their, their return on time, the late payment penalty rate is cut in half well, an installment agreement is in effect. So that means they're trying to give an incentive there to file on time for even if you can't pay to set up the installment agreement. This means that the penalty accrues at the rate of one quarter of 1% or 0.25% per month instead of the usual one half of 1% or 0.5% per month. Taxpayers who do not qualify for an online payment agreement may still be able to arrange to pay and in installments. See additional information on payment plans for more information. There's a link to that here. Uh, for some, but not all, struggling taxpayers, th uh, three other options are available. You have the delayed collection. If the IRS determines a taxpayer is unable to pay, it may delay collection until their financial condition improves. However, the total amount owed will still increase because penalties and interest are charged until paid in full. Taxpayers can request a delay by calling the phone number on their notice or 800-829-1040. So if you got a notice, you might be able to set up basically a delayed payment. Now, no, normally, if you just can't pay the taxes, you like you're filing, you can't pay the taxes, usually the, the type of agreement, the installment agreement or subtype of payment plan would be the next step to go and then you might consider this uh, delayed collection option but you still have penalties and interest uh, related to it so we have the penalty relief some taxpayers qualify to have their late filing or late payment penalties reduced or eliminated this can be done on a case-by-case -case basis based on reasonable cause there's a link to reasonable cause so you can determine what that means here alternatively where a taxpayer has has filed and paid on time during the past three years, the IRS can typically provide relief under the first time abatement program. So, and that's going to incentivize people. They're trying to incentivize people to be in good standing. So, if you're in good standing with the IRS, you've been contacting them and whatnot, and you're saying, "Hey, this is the first time I've never paid the IRS because of there's weird circumstances in my life at this point," then you might be able to abate it. If, on the other hand, you were to ignore the IRS and not contact them, 
then they're typically going to treat, you know, they're going to, there's more penalties to that, right? It's going to be harder to negotiate, harder to waive and abate possible penalties. That's why it's usually good for people to be in good standing, be in communication with the IRS, even if you can't pay. So visit irs.gov forward slash penalty relief. There's a link to that here for the details. There's an offer in compromise. Some taxpayers qualify to settle their tax bill for less than the full amount due through an offer in compromise. Now note, if you ever hear like a commercial saying something like, if you owe over $10,000 of internal revenue tax debt, then, then come contact us or something like that. The thing that they're usually holding out is this offer and compromise is usually the thing that they may possibly be able to get. That would be, you know, the, the thing that you're kind of shooting for there. Or sometimes there's another kind of condition where basically uh, someone owes that much money, possibly they're a contractor and they didn't file their taxes at all. And the IRS got a bunch of 1099s from people that paid them and charged the contractor based on the 1099s, which is gross income. And there were no expenses possibly because they didn't file their tax return. So the IRS possibly has an inflated tax bill in that case because they just didn't file their tax return and claim any of the expenses that would be illegitimate. That's another case where sometimes people have an inflated amount of tax bill that possibly something can be done about. But one, off, one thing is the offer and compromise. So just note that you probably want to do your own research on the offer and compromise first. You want to talk to your tax professional about it, but a lot of taxpayers, preparers, don't specialize in offer and compromise, so they might not have a lot of understanding uh, with it. If you're talk, if you go looking for assistance with the offer and compromise, make sure you 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 know trust the people that you're working with, and you can also take a look at the tools here. A lot of this is laid out on the IRS website. It is a it's a negotiation process, but kind of a standard process. So do your own research on it as well, just to get the the idea of an offer and compromise. You can see it as, as a situation with, that would be kind of a win-win for the IRS and the taxpayer. And what you would typically think would have to happen then is, the, is you, you'd be going to the IRS and saying, hey, there's no way I'm going to possibly pay this tax bill. Uh, it would be better for both of us to lower the tax bill so that I could have some kind of chance of paying it. And the IRS would say, well, maybe that's, maybe that's the case. That might be beneficial for the IRS in certain conditions. What conditions would that be? Well, if if you can't actually pay it, then that would be the condition, right? The, the IRS would be better off lowering the tax bill. So what are they going to want to prove that? Most likely, they're going to want your financial information, including personal information and business if you have it, income statement balance sheet, how much do you make, how much money comes in per month. And if it, a lot of money comes in, then they're going to say, hey, why can't you pay off the bill? It looks like you're getting a lot of money coming in. And if you can't, and then and if it's low, then you might ha have an offer and compromise. And they might want the balance sheet and they might say, hey, look, you're driving. I mean, if you have on the balance sheet a very, you know, a high price you know, place you're living in, a high price car that you're driving and whatnot, the IRS is more likely to say, hey, it looks like, you know, if you really wanted to pay the bill, you might be able to pay it, given the fact that your, your balance sheet is looking pretty good here. So usually, you, you know, you could see how the negotiation would go. But you can have you can look at the tool down here for the offer and compromise to see how that might be put together a lot of this stuff is is there so do your own research on it get an idea of what's going on uh, before you know because a lot of it's on the IRS website here so there is typically a $205 non-filing application fee it is generally waived for low-income taxpayers and for offers based on doubt as to liability so if there's usually a fee to file this 
but you might be able to waive it if your income is below a certain threshold. The offer and compromise pre-qualifying tool, there's a link to that here, can help determine eligibility for anyone interested in applying. Taxpayers can securely access their federal tax account information at irs.gov forward slash account. There's a link to that there. Among other things, this includes waiving any amounts due and payment history. The IRS reminds taxpayers that they have rights and uh, protections throughout the collection process. For details, see Taxpayer Bill of Rights. There's a link to that here. And Publication 1, Your Rights as a Taxpayer. There's a link to that here. For more information about payments, see Topic Number 202, Tax Payment Options on irs.gov. There's a link to that here, and there'll be a link to this in the description.